all right guys welcome back to let's talk about it with lisa i thought we would play some dope ass instrumentals in the beginning of my episode and so this song is by 50 cent it's an oldie but goodie so i figured this would be a dope ass song to just kind of start off so let's let it play for a couple more seconds talk about it um I love that song by the way so um okay so we're gonna get started I have a super special guest my brother Chris is joining us um go ahead and introduce yourself brother what's going on good evening good morning good afternoon wherever you are my name is Chris I'm her little brother of 33 years <laughs> Yeah, no, um, so I'm actually the only girl out of, I don't know how many fucking brothers I got, five, um, and Chris yeah, is the youngest, right? Uh, yeah. Third, From, third the youngest, yeah, third okay. the youngest. Yeah, third. so my mom, um, she wanted to go out and be in the streets, so, um, we, <laughs> so. I mean, she, <laughs> very way of saying it. Yeah, um, but so she, um, has kids with different people and so Chris is the youngest from our biological dad and then our other brother is the youngest from our stepdad uh, well my stepdad um so yeah so I figured this would be a good time to just bring my brother in and just ask him a few questions um and then also this is another way to kind of just step out of our comfort zone and just really um talk about what we've learned and what we've gone through and stuff like that so I have a couple of questions that I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you, um, so first and foremost, I know that you have, um, and I'm, I'm really big on just trying to put any small business out there. So I know you have a small business, Chris, why don't you just tell us a little bit about it? Uh, well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate the platform for it. Uh, I just recently started a dog waste removal service in Southern New Jersey around the Cape May County area. And uh, we do a little bit more than just, you know, picking up after your dog. We go ahead and sanitize. We deodorize. And um, we also spray for flea, tick, and mosquitoes for the area. Considering we live in a swamp uh, area, it's pretty beneficial to have uh, somebody spray for mosquitoes to avoid getting bitten all summer. Um yeah, it's a good little it's a good little fun time. Every time I go to a customer's house, I get greeted with a dog or two, and I get to play with him while I go, you know, clean up after them. Yeah, uh, nothing to complain about. I really enjoy it though; it's really fun. And also, I think the spraying for the mosquitoes too would definitely help um, with any of the dogs that, like, in the areas or in their backyards or front yards and stuff. It'll help lessen the chance of them getting heartworm. Because I just found out about um, heartworm. I didn't even know it was a thing, but it is. <laughs> Yes, yes, it helps. Uh, it's pretty beneficial uh, for a lot of things, a lot of different reasons. Uh, keeps it's mainly to keep the the play area of the dog healthy and uh, 
clean and clear of any type of infectious diseases, you know, that mm-hmm. they might be able to acquire from just playing around and, you know, using the restroom and whatnot. So I try to prevent all that and make sure all the animals are safe. Yeah. And what what made you decide to do something like this? Like, what were, what were your ideas when you were brainstorming something? Well, I my day job, as you know, uh, I manage a daycare. And I do it there. A, dog, the a doggy daycare guy is not. He just, yeah. He, <laughs> no, yeah, not kids. No, yeah, not he doesn't anywhere. like kids, so. Um, dogs over them all the time. Dogs <laughs> over diapers, regardless. <laughs> but, yeah, I, work, I manage a doggy daycare. And there's, I'm picking up poop all day, every day. So my thought process was since everybody in, like, you know, during COVID period, everybody decided to get a pet. Everybody decided mm-hmm. to get a little puppy or something, you know, one or two. Um, as we did, me and me and, uh, we got two dogs during COVID. And you had a dog during COVID. Mm-hmm. So my thought process was considering a lot of people are moving to the area and a lot of them have dogs. I myself don't like to pick up after them, you know, and I figure because if I would pay for somebody to pick up after my dog for me, then there's got to be somebody out there that would that would want to have something like that as well. And it is a very I call it a very unnecessary luxury because I know there's it's not, you know, there's not an absolute need for in the community. It's the whole thing's not overflowing with dog poop or anything like that. Yeah. It's just a little luxury to have uh, for the people who want to spend that time. Instead of picking up after their dog, they can spend that time, you know, hanging out with their kids. They mm-hmm. can go somewhere else and, you know, go to dinner early. Not have to worry about uh, stepping in poop while they're walking. But at the same time, I don't only pick up the poop. I pick up anything that's like uh, plastic, any dog uh, toy stuffing. That's out and about. I also pick up um, the rocks that just don't look like they'll be fun to step on, stuff like that. I try to tend to the play area as a whole. Uh, so yeah, I'm picking up. I'm picking up a lot of trash and whatnot, trying to get it out of there so the dogs are just playing safely. Nice. That was a really good idea. Um, I definitely think a lot of the times people don't think about whether or not they need something like that. I think it's like something similar yeah. to like. Say, for example, some people don't like to clean, so they, send, they you know, hire somebody to come clean their house. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a luxury, too, because you know damn well you can clean your own damn fucking house. But, exactly. you know, you can spend that time doing other things that, you know, are more important. So that's awesome. Huge congrats. Like he said, it is in Cape May, New Jersey. So if you have any listeners in that area, definitely check them out. Um, share how they can get a hold of you, because I know you were working on your Facebook page Thank you again. I am on Facebook. It's uh, Goofy Goobers Cooper Scoopers uh, on Facebook. We also have a link tree. Uh, it's link tree forward slash Goofy Goobers Cooper Scoopers. Uh, you can go ahead and fill out a request form and send it my way. And I can go ahead and get you your quote back in less than an hour. Nice. And we move forward and I'm going to clean up after your dog for you. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so just check them out, you guys. Even if you guys aren't in the area, go ahead and like the page and share the page because that's what we like to do. We love to help support small businesses. 
Um, so that's awesome. So I'm really proud of you. That was a really good idea. And I'm glad you're still moving forward with it and still staying consistent. Cause I think that's definitely one of the hard things to do when you start a business is staying consistent. Um, yeah. so shout out to you. Um, okay. You. So another, another thing too, is my brother, um, major huge shout out to, and thank you to my brother. He is a veteran. Uh, he was in the army for how many years? I was in for four years. Four years. Okay. Um, and so I'm bringing that up because I know that, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there that don't really like to talk about certain things and that's okay. It's totally understandable as far as, you know, any of the traumatic experiences that you guys had to endure. Um, what, what is something that you can, um, any advice for any, you know, veterans out there or any new, newly active military uh men or women that have signed up you know what what can you what advice can you give them uh the only thing i can really try to push into their heads is uh make sure your mental health is as best as it can be at all costs Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're losing a friend or family member just make sure that everything in your head is solid there aren't any of those those crazy thoughts you know that our recruiters didn't tell us about um we're not we're not fighting each other or anything like that just remember everything you did it for remember the fact that you got through it and you're a smarter person because of it whether it was a bad experience or a good experience you you became you can you got out of that shit a lot stronger and uh you you have been able to do a lot of things that you never thought you'd be able to do so just make sure you keep that mental health game strong Keep it on the up and up and, and do your best to stay smiling because it it doesn't get better. You can only handle it better. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think a lot of the times the recruiters, they just fucking tell you what you want to hear so they can sign you up. Is that something that happened to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got me when I was fucking uh, in high school. Yeah. Got a majority of us in high school. Mm-hmm. Easy targets. We're kids. We're gullible. You know, mm-hmm. we're easily moldable and... We hear, oh, you get free education, not knowing that they take it out of your paycheck before you even see it. You know, it's everything. Oh, really? Is, nothing, nothing in it is free. Your food is taken out of your paycheck before you see it. Everything is taken out of your paycheck before you see it. Taxes on base. One of my favorite things they did was told us that we don't pay taxes on on base at the PX, mm-hmm. the post exchange. But the thing is, uh, that forty seven cents in taxes that you're no longer paying is now added to the sale price of the product. What? So yeah, any, any taxes that it, that was supposed to go to the state is mm-hmm. now going to go directly back to the military because they made up the difference in the price of the product. Oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. Right. It's a great time. Yeah, I know. Time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely rethink it. If anybody's out there ready to sign their asses up, because, <laughs> Um, I know yeah, there's a lot going on in it too. You gotta, you really gotta figure out if you're gonna stick with it. It's, yeah, it's a never-ending job. Five yeah. o'clock to ten, twelve o'clock sometimes. Constantly tired, but always getting yelled at because of it. It's just, it's an unfair reality to joining and and you know getting that title of being a veteran. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and I think also too. I think it's like a, it, I mean, it's a huge. It's a. It's a. It's a it's a huge step to being um, uh, financially stable. 
Um, yeah. it's in some aspect of just like if you've came from nothing and you don't have anything fucking going on, like you know, that's a huge big outlet that people can use for their like you said, for their education, even though they lie to you and shit. Like there are I'm yeah. sh- I mean, I'm sure you can say that there's some positives in joining the army or no. Yeah, if you if you're dead set on going, obviously I'm not gonna stop you. No, I'm not gonna try and stop you. I'll I'll share my opinion about it. But right. if you're dead set on going, go ahead and do it and take advantage of them to the best of your ability. Yeah. Go to school, go to college, use that shit up. You uh, get glasses if you need to, like get a surgery if you gotta. Mm-hmm. Use everything to your ability if you can, mm-hmm. because when you get out you'll remember and real or you'll realize that that is it is not cheap to go out and get glasses it is not cheap to yeah. go out and get work boots for you know for your job because some of them are like two hundred dollars just at the you know just when you're starting off how am i supposed to afford that yeah so it's 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 way way different on the outside for sure yeah yeah. Do you believe, like, I don't know, do you guys have homeless people in New Jersey? That's a stupid question, but even when I visited, I don't think I saw oh, anybody. Yeah, we do. Okay. We do. Do you, Sometimes do you see the ones that have signs that say they're veterans? Do you believe them? Um, like, some uh, of them? Or, like, I don't know, because sometimes I see them and I'm like, are you just fucking saying that so I can give you money? Because that's fucked up. And then I look uh, at them like, oh shit, aren't, did they really serve our country? Like, are they really veterans? Because that's then that is like ten times fucked up that the military didn't even try to help them at all. You know? Yeah. In in all actuality, I'm at a point in my life where it doesn't matter what they say on there. Yeah. Either I'm not gonna give them money because I don't have any, or I'm gonna just throw them a ten because I have it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're yeah, the ones that are true. homeless, not me. That's true. Or, or even if they're the same, even if they're the people that are like actually have money and they go out and panhandle or whatever the fuck, like I'm, I'm gonna try and see. I'm gonna try and help if I think I can. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I've matured to the point where my money is. I know my money is only mine for a temporary amount of time. Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna have to distribute it uh, in a way where I'm comfortable with how I spent it. You know. Yeah. So even if they are or aren't a veteran, I guess I'll I'll throw them a five or a ten if if I'm able to, if I have it. You know, but I don't always have it, so sometimes my windows stay rolled up. Yeah. No, that's true. That's definitely true. Um, what is something that um I think and I had I had told you I was gonna ask you this question because I don't know if it's something that um a lot of people can relate to, but I know especially with the military like um boot camp like that was one of the things that because. <laughs> I was, so, okay, fun fact fucking story. I was I was uh, studying to join the military. I was going to join the Air Force, um, but, I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't pass the fucking test. Let me tell you, that test is so hard. I can't, I really, I had no I idea. You did more than most people, so right. that's always I, something that I take pride in with you. Yeah, I, I bought the book. I was at the library. I was studying. I studied my ass off, and then finally when I went to yeah. take the test, like, I was side. I I I didn't even know what, like everything that I studied went out the door. Like I felt like I was studying the wrong thing because once I was sitting in that seat and I was getting ready to do my test and I'm going through these questions, I'm like, these fucking questions were not in this fucking book that I studied my ass for. So yeah, that's, that's something I realized too when I was taking the ASVAB. So do you want to know what I did when I when I took my ASVAB? Mm-hmm. We were on a computer where there were only four letters available for us to hit to answer the questions mm-hmm. i was just i was just hitting random letters as i went it, i 
a lot for one subject i i think i genuinely had a few you know to give answers but a majority of the questions i randomly hit my my answers in and i got a 61 on my asvab which is higher than john and oh my gosh a 61 yeah and you have to get 100 i think right well, or not. Nobody, nobody ever gets 100. It's okay. 99 is the highest. Okay. Jeez, so, that's wild. You literally fucking guessed. You winged it. <laughs> I had to. I, I knew for a fact. Because if it's anything like school, which it is, uh, the things that you study are like just way behind the things that are on the test. Mm-hmm. So I was just you know going in with... The hopes that I'll get better than a 32, which I believe was the lowest in the ASVAB that you can get in order to get into the military. That's wild. I don't yeah. even, I wish yeah. I knew my test score. I don't even remember. I feel like it might have been in the 30s. Oh, I, I've ingrained that number into my head as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I saw it, because that was, you know, like, I think it was like five points or six points better than, than John. Yeah. John's, so our, John's our brother like, also. he um, all, they, You guys both joined the Army at the, around the same time or no? Pretty much, uh, huh? We, he was in it for around a year before I was, okay. I want to say. Okay. Or at, least, at least like eight, nine, eight, nine, eight or nine months. Yeah. But yeah, he was deployed when I was in... He was deployed when I was in basic training. And when I got a basic training, he was home from Iraq. And so I met up with him when he was in, when he was stationed in Colorado, and that's when we took that drive from Colorado to, to San Diego. But the thing that the thing that I reflect on the most is how I was such a piece of shit passenger. <laughs> Why <laughs> do you say that? I, I slept for like legitimately the entire time oh he was gosh. driving. That's how far I drive too. Yeah, and I just got done. I just got done with basic training. Like yeah, you were tired. Sleeping three hours a night, you know, doing random fourteen mile ruck marches and shit. It was. I was exhausted. Yeah. See, and that's one of the things you overcame was the basic training because that was my question. Like, what are what's something that you feel like you overcame when you didn't think you could? And that was my mentality. Mentality. Like, how am I gonna? go to basic training like my fat ass like i can't even fucking run a mile like and i know in the basic training you have to do a lot like a lot right oh yeah uh i didn't think that i would ever be able to say that i got through the gas chamber or i got through you know cs gas in a fucking brick building i never thought i'd be able to say that i climbed over uh how tall was it like a 55 foot wall with just a rope in my hands you know there's so many things that i'm grateful for that's crazy that's crazy with the experience like the ruck march like i mentioned it was about 14 miles 13 or 14 miles i don't remember and me remembering that me having been able to go through that there was a night when i was living in philly uh where i had to return a uber car Mm -hmm. that i was driving to try and earn money and where I was, where I had to drop it off was like 11 miles from where I was staying. And I didn't have any money, literally no money at all to get back. And reflecting on the fact that I walked around 13 to 14 miles with about 120 pounds of stuff on my back. Oh my gosh. I, I looked at the 11 miles on my GPS and I'm like, yeah, guess I'll start walking. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. We, like your mentality switched because it? of that training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back to the, yes, I just got to do it. Yeah. 
you have nowhere else to go. So when I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, I don't know how I'd be able to do it. I don't know how I'd be able to lose all that weight, blah, blah, blah. You get, a, you get to a point in the, in, the, in, the, in the basic training where you realize the only way for you to push through it is to just do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. You know, you're not going to repel down that wall backwards by constantly thinking about it and analyzing it and trying to figure out what's the best route to, to go. You know the basics about it. You know, your hand behind your back, the rope around your waist, and, you know, one to be the brake to help you stop when you before you hit the ground. You know the basics. You're taught very well. Just fucking do it. Yeah. You know, like the gas chamber. Oh, my God. I was so scared feeling all that CS gas on my skin, and it was so cold. You feel the pepper and all that other all that other stuff just covering and soaking your, your skin up. So when they're telling you that you have to take off your gas mask, I have never been so scared in my fucking life, I swear What was God. the purpose of that, though? That is to get you familiar with something that could happen. Mm. Uh, biological warfare. Uh, or, you know, going into uh, a riot or some shit, and they're using CS gas. Um, you know, to try and deter you. you. You have to be able to withstand or recognize and and react properly, you know? Yeah. Like you start choking, got to get my gas mask out. And then, you know, I got to put it over my head, fucking clear it, and then boom, I'm good to go. But you, you, you get that stuff beaten into your head so much, it is second nature by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when that's another that's another life skill that a lot of people acquire when they're in the military is they learn how to adapt so fast and it becomes muscle memory when you know you're reacting to said said uh, event that's happening wherever you are that's you know? crazy so yeah. people just become quicker thinkers and how long was the basic training for again mine was i was told it was a little experimental normally uh, well, before my class, they were about like 16 weeks or something like that, 14 to 16 weeks. But when I went through, they wanted to see if they could make soldiers quicker. So mine was in total nine weeks. Oh, wow. But it was uh, one week was in processing. So getting our paperwork and our uniforms and stuff like that, getting all that together. Uh, seven weeks of actual basic training, doing the training, and you know, running and all that other stuff. And then one week of it out processing and doing drill and ceremony. So like learning how to march, learning how to stick together while marching and stuff like that, staying in cadence. Um, so in, in reality, it was, it was actually seven weeks of basic training. And, you know, I feel like they kind of did okay. <laughs> we didn't have too many people kicked out, but we did have a guy... And a girl have sex in a porta potty. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He he got kicked out, and she got recycled. So. What the hell does that mean? Uh, she got. She was killed. She was not. No, she wasn't crushed in a fucking recycling. Bin. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> she died. <laughs> she, just, she just had to start all over. Oh, 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 I, I thought, oh, I was, assu- yeah. I was assuming it so was like his was girlfriend and like, a, out. Uh, okay, okay, that's great, that's weird, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, never understood that, 
But you know, what, what am I going to question that for? I'm I'm not the one that got kicked out. Right. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were. I, so. I had so much to do yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um. That's crazy that you had to go through all that training, but I definitely. I definitely agree that it def- it helps you in so many other ways. It doesn't it doesn't have to necessarily be just like the fitness, but mentality wise too. Um, yeah. And the way your thought process is, like example, you know, you had to wait, you had to walk eleven miles. Okay, well, I did basic training. I did fucking, you know, fifteen tw- tw- twenty miles a day. Like eleven miles ain't shit, you know. Yeah. Versus you know you not joining and not going to boot camp and then looking at your fucking you know, phone talking about, I'm not walking no motherfucking 11 miles. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to call an Uber. I'm trying to call. A yeah. Uber. Somebody. Mm hmm. That's me. <laughs> that would be me for sure. Um, it's just like, why don't we just, why don't we just walk, you know, take a stroll, look at the city. <laughs> I mean, basically how I took it, you know, it was crazy. It was literally the middle of the night. I think it was like, I think I started at 11 and I got to where I was. I think I talked to you too for some of the time. I think I I remember that. I think I talked to you. Yeah, it was. I was talking to you and I was actually talking to Shannon while I was doing it too. Oh, wow. She was was telling me that she was about to just stop what she was doing and come pick me up. Yeah, you're like. And I was like, no, that's okay. No, you're like, I'm almost there. It's all eight more miles. Um. I mean, like, the, the oh, my God, because I had to walk through this area of Philadelphia that is probably worse than any area in San Diego. No. Um, like the ghetto? Like the ghetto? Is that what you're saying? The yeah. ghetto? Um, more than the ghetto. It mm. is filled to the brim with drug zombies. Uh, it's a place called Kensington. I mean, I don't know if it's as bad now, but when I was living there about five years ago, Close to five years ago, there like, you'd walk through and people were hunched over half there. There were people laying down, just you know, high out of their minds, not knowing what's going oh on. Gosh. And the cops are chilling. I don't understand what the cops were doing, really. But they they had patrol cars on patrol cars in that area as well. And I had a, I, I walked through that area twice by oh myself God. without even really realizing what was going on. Um, Why did you have to walk through that area? I had to get there to go home. Oh, God. I'm not walking around it. I don't even shit that much. No. You know? I was single, and I was like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna risk it. I'll test it. We'll see what happens. And nothing happened? Like, nobody fucking hit you up for drugs or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was trying to... <laughs> I will admit, I did walk as fast as I could. I didn't just stroll through. Like, I would you know, love, would have loved to see that. Oh my god, you're fast walking. Stop! I can't. <laughs> yeah, eat. one stick with a needle and I got HIV. No, mm. <laughs> I don't want that. No. Mm-hmm. So I was like fast paced walking out of that place. Not a good time. Not a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so another. So you are okay. You and Shannon. Okay, Shannon's pretty much my sister-in-law at this point, guys. She's yeah, one of the most sweetest. Lady. She's such a sweet person. She genuinely cares. She's um, funny. Um, and she, you know, she loves my brother and that makes me love her. And, and I'm just so happy that you guys compliment each other. You guys, um, seem to have a really good relationship. And so, um, how long has it been that you guys have been dating now? We have been dating for almost four years. It'll oh be my four years 
November 21st, I believe. Oh, shit. Your guys' anniversary is a couple of days after ours. Ours is on the 14th of November. Yeah. 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 November seems to be the, the month of love, not February. Fuck February. Um, oh, wow. Oh, sorry. I take that back because my son's birthday is in February. <laughs> Nice. There you go. <laughs> well, I meant to say fuck, fuck Valentine's Day is what I'm basically That's saying. Better. Okay, That's yeah. Corporate holiday, if anything, whatever. Yeah, so stupid. Um, but yeah, no. Um, oh, okay. So you guys will be four years. It seems like it's been longer. It really does. We say that all the time. We are always like complimenting our relationship, where we feel like we really have known each other. But didn't you guys know each other? 10 we have known each other for about, I would say, I would say in total five or six years. Okay. Because you guys did uh, used to work a, together. Yeah, we used to okay. work together, but there was a gap in time where we weren't actually talking. So, you know, I don't really consider that time knowing each other. Yeah. So in total, I think there was about a two year, two and a half year gap uh, with us talking. So time span around uh, eight years, but... We really actually talked and known each other for about six. That's crazy. And then before officially dating. Yeah. Well, technically married, but I haven't. You're not. A lot of things I. Yeah, not not on paper, pretty much. It's all that fucking. Yeah, yeah, but in real life, you pretty much are. Um, What do you think is the hardest thing about being in a in a serious in a more much more serious relationship? Because I don't. I I, I mean, no disrespect to any of the exes. Well, pretty much fully disrespect. But like, what is what is different? What do you think is well not different, but like, what is like one of the things that you feel like is um is tough? You know, being in a relationship, like something that you know is that you know you probably have to work on, or you know. Uh, I I think the biggest difference from this healthy relationship compared to all the other unhealthy relationships I've been in is that when I'm feeling something. She doesn't blame me and then make herself more important than just, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to show some emotion. That's mm-hmm. all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do anything else. I'm trying to vent in some way. And then, you know, instead of listening to me or just letting me vent, uh, they would try to either, like I said, make me feel guilty for feeling something mm-hmm. and turn it on them and their problems or they would just try to find solutions. And I was so young to the point where I couldn't really communicate these these things in a healthy manner. There was there was a lot of therapy that I had to go through mm-hmm. in order to really understand how to communicate, how to get these irrational angry moments out without um lashing on someone and it's something that i still work on even to even today with her and our un like unearthly healthy relationship there's times where i can feel myself you know getting angry and that's probably one of the more challenging things is to constantly have to remind myself that she is worth all the work that i have to do as frustrating as it is you know, like, uh, not shoving my emotions down, but really processing everything and correcting my reaction to whatever I'm, I'm listening to. And it's, you know, it's definitely frustrating, but, you know, like I said, I just constantly have to re- remind myself that she's worth all that effort 
uh, and I only benefit from it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I think it is important for us as women to listen to our men, our spouses, um, anytime they are feeling some type of way instead of shutting down or doing the reverse psychology and getting upset because whatever, whatever the argument is, um, I think that's been happening for so many years in the past. Uh, a lot of women just um, end up just making the men feel guilty. And it's like the men um, now, I mean, there's so much more like... Um, how do I say it? Like, uh, it's more out in the public, the depression and the anxiety that the men go through too. It's not just the women. Cause you just hear all the fucking bitches just complaining about how they have anxiety and this, this, and this. And yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Cause we got to deal with a lot of shit, but men deal with a lot more shit. Um, if not more shit, like, you know what I mean? Just in the world, like the, just having to have that, all the responsibility of being the man of the house and never having any time for themselves. And, um, that will literally get to you. So, um, I'm glad Shannon is really uh, supportive in that, in that, um, in that department, as far as that relationship goes, you know? Oh yeah. And she's, she's taught me how to reciprocate that action with her. You know, whatever she's feeling like she's having a bad day or mm-hmm. she feels like she has to say something. Um, me learning how she listens to me and then, you know, just listening to her and being able to process these things again and, you know, kind of deter myself from getting annoyed or feeling like I'm getting attacked in some way. You know, like a, a clear line of communication is a is a lifesaver. Absolutely. And yeah. It can, it can recover. In my opinion, it can, it can recover, I would say, at least 70% of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not a little bit more. Are, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're not either mature enough or uh, old enough to really know how to communicate their own emotions because mm-hmm. that's something that we aren't really taught you exactly. know, as children, mm-hmm. whether it be men or, uh, <clears throat> men or women. You know, and like you said earlier, it can be a lot for a man to have to do or feel like he's 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 uh and he's required to do so much in order to provide um that a simple a simple support system can save that person's mentality oh yeah and i know it sounds like it's you know corny or something and like it's not that simple um for a lot of guys it really is that simple to just show them that you recognize what they're doing uh you appreciate what they're doing and you know like give them a little cheer like you know show them that you're very supportive of what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. and whatever the dream may be if it's a hobby or if it's not a hobby if it's an actual career path you know support really can save anybody Uh, yeah especially Uh, those that have never had it yeah absolutely yeah, support has, I mean, you and Shannon have been super supportive and helpful during this whole process of moving. Um, if I didn't have anybody to lean on or like you guys to lean on, um, I mean, and I, I love Shannon because I know it's both of you guys, it's teamwork. Um, but, you know, most of the time it's mostly, you know, we, just having a conversation, just like letting me vent, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's, and having the support, having somebody you can go to to talk to and just not have to feel bad about it, you know, it's super fucking helpful. Exactly. It's like a safe, it's, it's safe. It feels safe when I talk to her. I know that mm-hmm. when I'm, whatever I say, she's not going to really judge me unless she's feeling like, you know, like it's not that serious, but then I have to let her know, Hey, I'm, 
I'm being a little serious right now. I, you know, I really appreciate it. Just stop fucking around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just have to communicate it with her mm-hmm. clearly, and everything from there can go smooth. Yeah. The only That's reason true. why I wouldn't is if I'm still feeling mm-hmm. internal issues, you know, yeah. and those things got to figure it out, got to iron those iron those emotions out yeah and another thing too um uh and i'm speaking to like the women who are listening let's like i've noticed a lot of the times um especially in this fucked up society now um the women tend to really fucking bash men when they're upset let's let them take a fucking deep breath and like give them space because i've i've seen it so many times where like somebody's you know in a relationship like some you know my friend's man is mad and and then she's there just still talking shit, like just still there, you know, slamming him or arguing. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, let that man yeah. breathe, sis. Let that man go through the emotions. It just doesn't take a lot to break a guy, you mm-hmm. know, because when you grow up, you recognize that you're really only loved when you can provide something. But there, I'm not saying, you know, it's all women that are like that. Shannon is proven to be, a little, you know, just that much different she didn't care that i wasn't making money one time she didn't care that i was struggling she didn't care you know when i shed a tear on her shoulder or anything like that mm-hmm. she just accepted it because mm-hmm. i'm a human being yeah. and i have emotions and it's as simple as making a guy feel embarrassed mm-hmm. just for showing emotions one time that helped close yeah. it off and i'm not even trying to i'm not even trying to sound like uh, um, a man empathizer or you know somebody that is trying to make you feel bad for guys in any way it's just we uh, support has to come from both ends of a relationship mm-hmm. whether it be uh, heterosexual or not yep. both parties you're you're with each other 24 7 that's mm-hmm. all you have you know and if you're constantly fighting you're crumbling that foundation mm-hmm you just have to constantly support and find find your guys's path mm-hmm. however it ends up you know, whether you guys separate or not, you just got to continually support the person you love because in in the end of it all, showing them that you love them will keep them around you forever. Yeah. Yep. A hundred. One hundred emoji. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what, and then so, okay, so... Um, let me see. Another thing that I wanted to tap in was um, we definitely come from a broken home and so I know I know a lot of people can relate to that and when I say a broken home I really mean a home that pretty much was never even there um and so for me personally one of the things that has helped that going through that going through the broken home and 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 having those uh, generational curses and having that those vicious fucking cycles that just don't want to go away one of the things that definitely that I know for sure 100% has helped is us moving. Um, that and the fact that because I've seen how my mother, mothers, um, it's not mother, yeah. she's not mothering. Um, it's giving, it's giving, not mothering. Uh, back, 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 back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, back in the day, she was, you know, she was young and dumb and she's made mistakes. Everybody's human. And I totally get that. Um, I, I forgive her uh, more so than my brothers and that's okay. But um, the point of me bringing her up was because of the experience that I've seen growing up, I feel as if I have to be more of a mom, like 20 times, a hundred times more of a mom. And I think that I've, 
I, I want to give a pat on myself on the back because I feel like I've, I've, I've accomplished that. Um, because here's the thing, I'm not out on the streets and I'm not on, on drugs. So I'm accomplished, exactly. right? Um, already. already, um, something as simple as that, you know, spending time with your kids and, you know, and I'm not perfect by all means. That's not absolutely not what, what the fuck I'm saying, because, um, there was a time where I partied a lot and I missed a lot of time with my kids that I feel like I'm still trying to, um, make up for. So just something of my own that I know that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with, but nothing that I know that I can't conquer, but just being with my kids, for my kids, everything that I do for my kids, everything, I feel like I'm, I, I am breaking those cycles and I am breaking yeah. those generational curses. So coming from a broken home, that has helped me. What do you think is something that, um, coming from a broken home has helped you now? Um, it has really helped me see reality for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's taught me how to recognize when someone is genuine and when someone is not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite things that it's taught me was um, things in your environment can go catastrophic in a split second. Yep. So you just constantly have to just keep your eyes peeled, keep looking around, keep, you know, reminding yourself of the environment you're in. For myself, I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to notice people's movements. I'm always trying to just look at how people's postures are. You know, I don't want to run into somebody when they're having a bad day. I don't want somebody to run into me when they're having a bad day. So, if you know, and I'm, I'm sure it's very common for not only dudes, but for, you know, women as well to notice where the exit is right Mm -hmm. every building that i enter the exit is the first thing that i'm definitely looking for whether it's the same thing that same way that i came in or on the opposite side of the store or whatever building i'm in you know so and well and wouldn't and another thing too though wouldn't it um just coming from a broken home um and you probably don't care to talk about this but so no, no kids your team you and Shannon have agreed to have no kids do you think that that comes from something that because of what we've gone through as kids or is that just would, a decision that you guys were just like I just we just don't want to have kids it didn't have anything to do with our upbringing oh no it definitely has something to do with our upbringing I made that decision when I was seven years old that I was gonna get snipped seven yeah I was you didn't even know what snip to be <laughs> I didn't know the process of having kids, but I knew that people could have kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I knew kids came from women, so yeah. my decision to do that at the age of seven years old was mainly because of the environment we were in, and that being a possibility for me as an adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, like, right now I make it sound like a profound thought when I'm seven years old. I was not that smart. I was not a deep thinker. I just saw my environment and I knew that if I ever had kids, I would not want that for them. Yeah. Yeah. And it being the only environment that I knew at the time, that's all that I thought reality was. Yeah. You know, like there's dreams sold on TV and in reality, there's shootouts uh, a few blocks away or somebody, somebody doing a drive by a week later after you graduate fucking Mm. third grade, you know, it's unpredictable. It's dangerous. And it's not something that I would I would want to bring my children in, even in a safe neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, there's That's safe neighborhoods are very um, attractive to people that are suffering, mm-hmm. and you don't know who's having a, a mental breakdown to the point where they're all right. I think it's time that I rob somebody today. Oh my gosh! Yeah, 
Yep. You know, yeah. This there's good and bad with coming into this world, and I chose to. I chose to end the bloodline with with me because of the of the way that we were raised entirely. Right. Yep. You know, and growing up, there have been so many things that have solidified that decision. And when I got that surgery just this year, I have never felt a weight. So heavy. Yeah, lift it on your shoulders, huh? Exactly, mm-hmm. because accidents happen. Even even right now, like I understand that an accident could still happen, but at the same time, I know it's a lot less likely to happen. Yeah, you know, everything went well. Surgery went well. Doctors said that it was like as if it was any other surgery, and I'm like, cool. I love being generic. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not, it's not a, um, it's not a hard procedure to go through. Um, my husband, Roman, he went through that, um, right after we had Mason. And one of the reasons why he decided, well, we both decided it took me a while to kind of hop on the same page as him was, um, having Mason, that pregnancy was really bad, um, health wise and, um, mentally too, it fucks with you. And so, we were like, nope, we're not doing this again. Um, and yeah. and I know every pregnancy is different, but um, it was also and yeah. And also, and and I get that same feeling too. Like, fuck, this is gonna, it's gonna happen an accident. Even after all these years, I'm like, it's not gonna happen, Lisa. You're done. Right. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm super supportive of anybody who wants to make you know. And then another thing too that I think is um a positive is we don't have to fucking be on birth control like. I cannot yeah, express to anybody. It's crazy, man. Birth control. That's a lot of, it's a lot of, and that's a, a whole other topic, but, um, it's controversial for sure. But I think it's a yeah. very toxic that's thing right. that we put into our bodies. And it's like, if men can go and get the fucking vasectomy, we wouldn't have to worry about getting any type of cancers or sicknesses or gate, um, weigh, uh, gain weight, um, or it fucking with you. Cause I was on birth control, um, it was after I had Julius, I think it was, or no, 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 sorry. It was before I had Julius and, um, I was suicidal and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the birth control was the only thing that I was on. So, you know, having to go through that and then being free of it, I feel like, um, I feel a lot like better health wise and mentally more clear. So, um, I'm sure Shannon can thank you for that because, um, it's a lot having, oh, yeah. to, having yeah. to worry and about that. Everything, and this is such a controversial topic just to talk about even on my side, because then it always ends up leading back to, um, you know, women's choice and whatnot. Uh, I did it because I didn't want to force her into a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I took that choice from her. Uh, so she's she's never burdened with it, and to a lot of people it is seen as a burden, and to a lot of other people it's it's seen as a blessing, and I can understand that. I totally get that, but you know, to try and uh, not only make somebody feel guilty because they put themselves first in their only life, uh, to me that just doesn't make any sense. It Why it matters to them that much. It doesn't. It just doesn't make that much sense. They just have know? nothing better to fucking do, and they just want to be all up in our fucking vaginas. It's fine. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they want control in any which way possible. They fucking, they want to be the puppeteers, but, like, this is humanity. We are all the same flesh, bones, mm-hmm. meat, blood, you know, tears, shit, piss. We're all the same fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's very psychotic why somebody feels 
Ob- not ob- obligated, but entitled to a body part of somebody else. Yeah, it's giving obsessed. Like, let me Aren't fucking, we? yeah, like, let me decide on what I want to do. I mean, yeah, it's... What's and so like, hard about letting people choose their own decision? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's controversial in a whole sense of people just being so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you're not that important, Susan. Oh your, your life isn't affected by the fact that we just chopped up a baby, you know? Like, yeah. I would rather, I would rather chop up a thousand, ugh, I can't say that. I would rather <laughs> keep my lady safe mm-hmm. than to than possibly do, have her, mm-hmm. you know, go through that mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. I have my childhood ripped for me as a child. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna risk her healing her inner child. That's all. That's what our lives are about now. I'm I'm gonna forever heal my inner child from everything that we've gone through, and at the same time, whatever she went through, whatever Mm -hmm. traumas that she may have acquired in her inner childhood, her adulthood is gonna be completely about her. Whatever she wants to do, whatever she wants to have for dinner, whatever wherever she wants to go, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is the only life that we have. Such That's a it. free, such a free feeling, you know. Exactly. Yeah. We can go where we want. We can do what we want. Say what we want. Where, you know, we can eat what we want. No one's gonna. I don't have any fuck. I have. A, I have a mother-in-law, and she is the greatest. Oh, shout figure. out to Mama Kathy. We love shout you, out Mama Kathy. She's <laughs> the greatest mother figure I've ever come across mm, in my thirty-three years of being alive. Uh, you're very close second. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. You're millennia uh, in front of mom, and I'm very grateful for the mom that you grew up to be. You know, oh, given the rocky road that we were both born into, mm-hmm. the fact that you started so young and you've been resilient and persistent the entire time. Uh, you, you and Roman have both come out on top, as far as I, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you know, you. you guys just bought a beautiful home, so so beautiful the area that you guys live in. I'm Thank so grateful you. that you guys were able to give get that opportunity. Same. Same. Um, you know, just every everything that has happened in the past year, two years, three years, it's been life changing. Been life changing. Mm-hmm. Been, been a hell of a ride, and I gotta say it's been a beautiful viewing on my side oh thank you brother thank you i appreciate it yeah a lot of uh thank you brother and i'm proud of you too i'm definitely proud of you too and um you know we've all come a long way and we're here we're alive we're healthy we're happy you know we're in really good about healthy but you know we're we're getting there We're, we're healthy, we're alive, hey, we're not diabetic or we don't have to chop off our foot or yeah, anything like that, yeah. so Anything, we're not that bad. Yeah, and I, I say that because our, our dad was our, uh, our our father, our biological father had uh, diabetes father. and so, yeah <laughs> father. He was, uh, what was he, a type uh, type 1? Oh, yeah, I was giving him insulin shots, oh my god I yeah, hated that man so yeah, much yeah. I, don't, I don't think I ever told you this, but um, dad would make me give him shots in his, in his tummy area mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. he needed insulin mm-hmm. it got to a point where i was so angry this is when i was just by myself yeah. uh, john had already gone to the army and it was just me whenever i was giving him the shots in his stomach for his insulin i would wiggle the needle around oh my god and give him a, a little <laughs> bit of pain and he would fucking he would get so frustrated with me but what is he gonna do i'm the only one there <laughs> It was the only little oh piece of victory gosh, I ever Chris. had with that man. You that know, is... I tried to fight him. Well, I didn't try to fight him. No, I take that back. We almost got into plenty of fights. John is the only one that's fought him. And 
That is so crazy, you wiggling the fucking needle, seriously? That's wild. Yeah. Fuck it. That was your piece of happiness at that moment. Yeah, yeah, I was all on stuff. You were were gone, John was already off and away, shipped out to... You were were feeling some type of way, for sure. For yeah, sure. so everything that we were going through, everything that you were going through, John was going through, I was it was just me yeah. taking it all by myself. Yeah, yeah. You had a yeah. lot a lot of a lot of things you were going through at that time. Um but yeah, we we definitely um have um we're in such a good place and I'm really proud of all of us because we could have been pretty fucked up. And um and it it stems from from all of the the childhood trauma, a lot, of, a lot of people don't do the shadow work or look in the mirror and do, you know what I mean. And when I say like shadow work, it, it necessarily just means, you know, bringing peace into your life and coming into terms with a, an apology that you never got, moving on, you know, deciding to be happy, and instead of you know being depressed or um, letting it get the best of you, because I totally understand that depression is is a huge um, triumph for people to. Um, to overcome and I I deal with it sometimes I know you deal with it sometimes I'm sure Shannon does um, a lot of people and um, and I think that we've broken the generational curses that were necessary Um, and because of how we are today um, we are we're really good people to be around Um, I think a lot of the times people you know when you're around somebody and you can feel their toxic energy you're like I'm never fucking hanging out with this person again (laughs) Okay. Yeah, like, I'm not coming back to this area, my guy. I don't fucking like you. Yeah, no, and I think that, you know, I, I definitely can can vouch and say that we're we're all in a better place and in our lives, yeah. and we, we did not let, you know, our childhood trauma get the best of us and fuck, our, our, fuck up our lives, so. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think the only way it damages my social life is is just, if, I'm, if I don't like something you do in any way or something you say in any way, that's it. The bridge is the bridge is burnt. I'm not I'm not coming back. Yeah. You know, I don't view you as a good person if you can't consciously just make solid decisions on being a at least a decent human being. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that's it, I'm done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it. I think we had so many different, I think we touched base on a bunch of topics that I, um, that I knew that oh, I yeah. wanted to touch base with, with you. So thank you brother for, um, being, a, an amazing guest on my podcast. Um, I appreciate everything that you do for, for me and the kids and Roman and stuff. And, um, yeah. And like I said, just make sure you guys check out, uh, if you guys do have a Facebook, cause I don't think that he has an Instagram. Um, but if you also oh, do, and I don't think you it's so just follow his page on Facebook. It, what was it called again? I want to say boogie woogie doogie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you fuck. No, it's, it's goofy goopers, pooper scoopers. Goofy goopers, pooper scoopers. Okay. Guys. I'll, be a, I'll be a boomer and say uh, HTTPS. I'm just kidding. I'm okay. No, thank you. Um, so <laughs> every, we're not that old yet. We're not, we're not that old yet. Um, but yeah, you guys show support and, um, like, and share his page, even though, you know, you're, most of my listeners are in California and that's okay. Um, so with the West coast, 
Yes, where that's where we're from too. Shout out to the San the San Diego area, um, six one nine all day. So um, yeah, so thank you, brother. I'm gonna let you go. Um, you guys, thank you for tuning in with us, and be sure to like and share my podcast as well. Subscribe to the I, I have it all on platforms. Um, I have my link tree on Instagram, so just be sure to stay tuned. We have more episodes coming. Um, and thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining. Let's talk about it with Lisa. I wish you guys the best. Stay safe out there. Okay. Talk to you later.